You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everybody. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do without the police? Everyone says, oh, we don't need – well, not everyone says, but a lot of people are saying, we don't need police. We'll police ourselves. Yeah, not everybody says it. Right, because, I mean, now, granted, granted, if there's not police, people who know how to protect themselves will handle things. And we'll, they'll take care of things. We'll get things done. Of course, I have a feeling there'll be less trials and more funerals. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not advocating more funerals, but look, if you're a tyrannical, lawless fool. Antifa and, or Antifa, burn, loot, murderer. group you call yourself. Yeah, if you're Marxist and you're going to come destroy property, eventually you're going to knock on the wrong door. And uh, you're going to be there on the receiving end. Of Second Amendment uh, rights. Second Amendment <laughs> rights. And, and, and look, Second Amendment rights can Very come good. at you from different degrees, and they can come at you in different speeds. Different, spe- different uh, sizes? There can be different bursts. There can be, yes, different sizes. <laughs> now, keep in mind, you will never be shot at with an assault weapon. These will all be defense weapons. Defense weapons. <laughs> Absolutely, man. What man. about them long rifles that they keep talking about? You know, hey, they're, if they're used for defensive purposes, defense and offense yeah. are two different descriptors. Wasn't, wasn't the long rifle back in the Revolutionary War? Uh, yes, oh, yeah, a Revolutionary and yeah. Civil War had Civil long sharpshooters. I, I haven't yeah. seen many long rifles. Uh, oh, they're out. Oh, in fact, precision shooting is coming back with a vengeance. Now, a lot of people are getting into this uh, sport. The long, yeah. yeah, because some manufacturers now, because of the... I guess the capability of the newest computers and such, they can manufacture weapons to be extremely accurate at long ranges that used to have to be completely custom built. And now you can buy one off the rack that's probably as good as a gun 20 years ago built from scratch pieces and parts. Oh, that's good. So I could shoot an Antifa from 20 miles away or something? And well, quite a ways. 20 miles would be a little bit extreme considering maybe, gravity maybe exists. Miles and, uh, well, you, you, you know, Kentucky windage. You're right. probably too young for Kentucky. You could certainly language. be splashing bullets near them. <laughs> <laughs> Making them dance. Yeah, if they know where it's coming from, because the bullet would probably splash before they even heard the shot. So basically, if you hear the shot, you weren't the target. <laughs> you, you might think you're in a you know, thunderstorm, right? I remind people of that all the time, because sometimes, especially since I live I'm in the city, um, when you hear gunshots, you know, if you've heard them, Clearly, you were not the target. <laughs> well, especially at long range, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that doesn't always apply to um, Democrat-run cities like Chicago, where, Roger, I believe another double-digit murder rate. Record-breaking weekend. weekend in Chicago. Woohoo! I mean, Chicago's breaking just record after record of record. They don't want to be breaking. That's right. These are these are not the kind of records you should be proud of, but they're still managing to break them over and over again. Yep. It's it's ridiculous. Fourteen died this past weekend. Ah, it's hard it to keep was, up uh, with. I think the weekend before was that, and then this weekend, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but mm. it was very similar. What most people don't realize is during the... Uh, the war, the uh, war on terrorism, more people were generally dying in the United States than were overseas. Yeah, through violent crime through violent here. Crime. So, mostly in Chicago and Baltimore. Now, and granted, D.C. granted, the soldiers are better prepared for that kind of stuff. Well, yes, and here, are. unfortunately, a lot of the cities that, shall I say, have these problems tend to discourage law-abiding citizens from being able to defend themselves. Yep. Well, you know what, Roger. 
You need only look to the city of Minneapolis, <laughs> where these bozo city councils have defunded the police. But, Roger, what do you think they did? Well, they had to get guns somehow, didn't they? They hired, they spent $65,000 plus of taxpayer money to hire private security for themselves. While cutting the police for While everybody else. The police for you. So once again, and I keep telling you people this, you just keep electing those elitist Democrats. Because the burdens that you will be forced to bear will never be bared by the elitists. Them, yeah, they're gonna, you're going to pay for their stuff. It's only for you, the peasant. I know. The peasants have to suffer. Yeah, I heard that 65000 was like for three weeks yeah. worth of private security for three people. And do you think it's only going to last three weeks, or do they know something that we don't know? Well, they claim to have received threats. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're in politics, you're going to receive threats. Yeah, first of all, probably not. And if they did receive threats... Might it have come from Antifa or the rest of those? Right, the burn, loot, mur- murder crowd. <laughs> the burn, loot, murder crowd. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're going to burn, loot, murder, or be an anti-First Amendment person, then hey, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna cause problems, and we're gonna come out. And I love when they say, "Oh, we're coming to the country next. We're gonna come out there. We're gonna come to the suburbs." They go, "Don't you realize people in the country will climb forty feet up in a tree and wait a whole day just to kill something?" <laughs> They won't only wait a whole day. Roger, there are people there. Let's put it this way. There are good old Georgia boys, Tennessee boys, Alabama boys, Florida boys that will climb in a tree or in a duck blind with animal urine (laughs) in order to attract. And they will sit there even in freezing temperatures for 24, 48 or more hours just to kill Kill something. So, co- so come on down. You, yeah, you Antifa and, and burn loot murder crowd people, uh, you want to bring your tyranny to the good old boys, then uh, come on. Yeah, come on. I don't think that <laughs> think is going to end poorly. It is going to end very bad, and it's going to be in the, look, you know, we love moving targets. Oh, yeah. And, sure. and I've seen these. But I've seen some of these guys. They don't move very good. They're, they're not moving very fast. No, have we heard how D- Dynasty feels about them? <laughs> uh, I haven't uh, heard, I but I have a feeling I could guess. They well, they'd be, they'd be dealing with a bunch of quacks. Yes, they, you know, <laughs> we might have to try and get them on as a guest. Oh, that'd be that neat. Be a good, they, Somebody they from Duck Dynasty, show, yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, without the police, what are you going to do? I mean, are you, are you prepared to defend yourself, your family, your property? In New York, uh, the New York Police Department is unsure how to address soaring crime amid police reform. Because the officers are like, they're hesitating. They're not, they're not enforcing laws because they're afraid. They don't want to be on the receiving end of a lawsuit or disciplinary action you. that's going to cause them to lose their jobs. The, uh, the Dumb and Dumber duo in New York, Cuomo and de Blasio, have tied the hands of the NYPD. Uh, right, de Blasio exactly. just announced a billion dollars uh, that he's going to take away from the NYPD. Great. Uh, so if you're an NYPD you guy, you're sitting there going, okay, my hands are tied. Why would I go put myself in harm's way? Right. But yet, de Blasio, everywhere he goes, Roger, who do you think surrounds him? He has armed security armed guards. Armed security. <laughs> Man, if you can't see the writing on the wall, it's coming. Yeah, you the citizen in New York, though. You can't, you've got to arm yourself with spitballs and paintballs. Nerf guns. And nerf guns. Well, only when approved by the, by the <laughs> authorities that be. Yeah, I mean, just to purchase a handgun in New York, not carry it, not get a permit to carry, just to purchase requires a 60-page application and a $300 application fee. That should be illegal. 
to charge somebody $300 to exercise their right in the constitutional right. Imagine if people had to pay $300 to get a permit for free speech. Right. Do you think? Do you think the outrage would be there? Would you know, people be complaining? In order to post right. a comment on the internet, you, you have to have a three hundred dollar permit. Oh, wait a second! The politicians uh, put up their money to run for office, so I guess they could their pay. money. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, their money? Well, yeah. they're, they're uh, supporters. Well, yeah, maybe so Trump supporters his money. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I'm like you. That it's crazy. It's beyond crazy. So. But anyway, so the police are sitting there going, what are we going to do? We're under a scrutiny. We're under extreme prejudice if we do anything to help police neighborhoods. So now they're just not answering calls. They're not going into situations where there might be a problem, where they may have to be confronted with violence. So now they're wondering, how are they going to... How are they going to stop the crime? They're not. The crime rates in New York are soaring because all the criminals are going, hey, the cops aren't coming after us now. They're afraid they're going to get in trouble. They don't want to get in trouble, so they're just going to let us go. And a lot of them are taking this this stance. They're just letting things happen because they, they look at it and go, I'm going to take the safe way out. I'm not going to take the way that causes confrontation, that causes me to put any risk. I understand that the crooks are uh, on one arm. They have a guy in a suit and tie, and, and uh, when they see a cop, they say, oh, I'd like to introduce my attorney to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, especially after the thing in Atlanta where – the guy turned and fired a taser at a police officer. I don't know if he was hit or not, but he fired. And then they returned fire with their guns. Well, and <laughs> and they're saying, oh, he was shot innocently after running away, gr- grabbing a police weapon and firing at them. No, that Georgia, was not innocently. In Georgia, a taser is a lethal weapon? It's well, it depends on when you ask them. If you asked him two weeks before the race, it was a lethal weapon. Afterwards, it was just a taser, and it wasn't a lethal weapon. Well, that's only because it was a black cop and a, I mean, a black guy and a white cop. Right. Had it been the other way around. Once color enters, then they change their mind. But every cop, I don't care where they are, if if you grab their weapon off their bat belt, that would be their utility belt. Right. Right. And you turn and fire it at them. If you don't expect a lead bath, then you're just stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because when you fire a weapon at a cop, your chances are they fire better than you. Yeah, and, and they're going to keep. They and they're going to, and they probably have and, partners too. And they have partners. And but when you risk their life or attempt to take their life. The lead bath you're going to receive, I'm sorry, but you deserve it. <laughs> you signed up for that. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you made that bed. <laughs> this is, uh, I've said this a number of times, and particularly on this show, is that I would recommend everybody that listens, live or on the podcast, call your local police department and ride with a cop, whether it's during the day or at night. And most of, most police departments are more than happy to have you sign have a waiver ride along. and uh, ride along with a cop and find out what these guys really go through. It's it will blow your mind. Oh, not a job I'd want for five times what they make. I wouldn't want that job. No, I wouldn't want to risk my you know anything. I've got to be a police officer every day unless I could just write traffic tickets. And then in that case. I still, I'd have some fun with that. You know, the the media has portrayed that all cops are just sitting in Dunkin' Donuts all day long, waiting to shoot some racial, yeah. racially diverse person. 
<laughs> which is, you know, 10,000% not true. And, again, right along. You go, get, a lo- get a hold of your local police department. I happen to live in Johns Creek. I know they do it. I know Roswell does it. And uh, I don't know about Atlanta, but I would assume, well, Probably not Atlanta. It might be a. Oh, you could. Pro- they probably would do it with certain circumstances and requests made. Of course, of course. Right now, I don't know if they would because of everything yeah. that's going on. Right now, they're having trouble holding on to officers. Yeah. And uh, and and now, now yeah. New York still has this pending. Possibly this weekend, they're staging a possible walkout possible for a blue flu. Walkout. You know. And they they said let it, let New York celebrate its yeah. independence without police yeah, officers. Without police officers. You know how we were talking last show, Roger, about movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a movie out there called RoboCop 2 where <laughs> who went on strike? The police, the yeah. The police. And the criminals, how, they became in, emboldened. How is it that Hollywood has this much power? Because clearly Antifa and uh, Burn Loot Murder... They're they're just take they're just following movie scripts, right? Well, you know why don't, why don't why come up they, with an original idea when you don't have to? But don't they know how these is going to end? The movie did they not watch the end of the movie? Well, now movies always end the same way. You know, you got to realize they got the Hollywood formula: good guy, uh, yeah. kills the bad guy, gets the girl, saves the world, whatever. Yeah, it's but in real Walmart, life, yeah. in real life, it doesn't always work that way, <laughs> especially when you have idiot politicians in charge. Well, this is true. I mean, these New York cops are just, they don't know what to do at this point. I mean, no. they're, they're trying to de-escalate situations, and if they can't, they're, they're more than willing to walk away, I think. Well, I mean, look, um, there, are, there are counties across the country that are inviting police officers from other, like, let's say, New York and other places to come down and join their police force. Right, because the they're going, we need and, good and, quality and, trained yeah. individuals yeah. that have the kind of experience these guys have, yeah, and we're going to treat them correctly. Yep, they're going to be treated well. well. Let's face it, the New NYPD are some of the best trained officers in the world. Yep. All right, we're going to be back after a short break, and we're going to bring up crime in Atlanta. It's going to be a very short break in that uh, I want to remind everybody that we have great shows coming on. Uh, every day and this Thursday we're going to have Diane Evans on she's uh, she was a captain in the uh, army and uh, was a triage nurse uh, actually she was a post-operative nurse and uh, that's the one that uh, the injured soldier wakes up and the first person he sees or she sees is that post-operative nurse and uh, Diane also told me that uh, she went out on many dust-off missions, and uh, that has to be the bravest of the brave. So with that being said, we'll be back with Locked and Loaded right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. We are back. This is Locked and Loaded. I'm Roger B., and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, before we left for the break, we were talking about New York cops running into issues, being overly cautious, being um, in situations that they didn't want to be in, so they just avoided them. And crime was exploding. Well, now I just read an article today from Bearing Arms, and this gentleman apparently, he's from Georgia. The guy, Tom Knighton, wrote this article, and he's from Georgia, and that's where the city of Atlanta is. 
and he was looking at statistics here. And Atlanta is another city that is exploding with crime. Violent crime is exploding in Atlanta. Now, Atlanta is a southern city where you think things would be a little more conservative and possibly be more on track for supporting police officers, things like this. But after the last issue they had here where they charged a police officer who shot a man who fired a weapon at him, they charged him with a murder charge. Police officers in Atlanta are getting fed up. They're getting disgusted. They're realizing that the politicians are not supporting them. And unfortunately, this one incident has driven a lot of police officers to retire. A lot of a lot of other ones are just not answering calls where there might be a situation where they have to pull a weapon or they have to detain somebody or they have to have an altercation. They're avoiding things like that. Why? Because they don't want to be brought up on murder charges for doing their job. It's crazy. Now... What is this? I'm going to read some stats real quick. From May 31st to June 20th, 75 people have been shot in Atlanta. Last year, it was only 35 people. So it's up substantially. It'll be 100 by July, it looks like. 11 people killed during a three-week period. Last year, five. So it's double what it was. Now, these are not police shootings. These are civilian shootings, just like Chicago. It looks like... The criminals in Atlanta are trying to match the Chicago records. And why not? You know, if the cops aren't going to answer calls, if they're not going to detain anybody, if they're not going to confront criminals, why on earth should they do their jobs? And if the politicians are not going to support them, if the DA is going to press charges against a cop who ends up in a shooting, whether justified or not, why would a policeman want this job? Why would any of them want this job? I don't understand. Now, it's crazy because, I mean, during, from what I understand, the, uh, the, cr- the crime rate had gone up during the, the lockdown, which that I didn't understand because most people were home. Home invasions had to be way down. Most people were staying in. They, most restaurants closed their doors. You could only get takeout through a window. So I would think that a lot of that has scaled down. And now when people got out, they just came out with a vengeance. They were ready to to burn, loot, murder, protest, kill, whatever they had to do. So these people are looking for opportunities, and the police are going to give it to them by not responding. So, again, keep in mind, if you want to defend your family, if you want to defend your property, yourself, you have to be your own first responder. You can't count on the police, even less now than you used to be able to. So keep that in mind. If you haven't purchased a weapon, if you don't own one, it would be a good time to consider it because the way politicians are going, as violence grows, they're going to push for more and more gun control, as they always do every time. Every time crime goes up, they push more gun control, thinking they're going to stop criminals from committing crimes by taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. It doesn't work that way. It never has. It probably never will. So go out there. If you have the inclination to do this, if you want to, now would be a good time. Actually, any time would be a good time. I really don't discriminate against times to buy a weapon, buy some ammo, buy some extra magazines. And most important, if you don't know, get some training. Even if you've had training years ago, things have changed. Ideals have changed. The way the methods and uh, capability of weapons is different, and the training that goes along with them is different as well. We used to call it a familiarization 
Oh, yeah, familiarization is great. But putting yourself in a situation where you're under stress, being, you know, having to play shots on good and bad guys and not, and making a split second decision in the confines of a range and in a, in a, I guess a quote unquote game still puts you in a stress level that you're not normally used to just standing there with your feet shoulder length apart firing at a paper target. You're running down a hall, you're opening a door, you're going into a, a built uh, a room area and there's and there's possible targets there and you have to determine who are the bad guys, who are the good guys and you have to make split second decisions. This is the kind of training that will help you in a real life situation and I recommend it for everybody. Always do this. And besides, once you do it a time or two and you get over your initial nervousness, it's a lot of fun. It's great fun to get out there and get out from behind the range line. Get out in front there and get out and see different targets and put yourself in situations you're not used to. And there's probably most ranges probably have some sort of shooting event, whether a tactical shooting event like that or even just a fun one where you shoot bowling pins down off a, you know, off a a two by four with a weapon of your choice, and you're timed. Now, the timing is going to add a bit of stress that you're not used to when you're at the range by yourself. Some of these places, if you qualify or if they know you or if you pass a certain level, they will let you draw from a holster, move while you shoot, all kinds of things like this, which is which are things that you never get to do when you go to the range normally. These are the kind of things you have to learn to do if you want to become proficient. So by all means, seek training, get the training. Even start by watching some videos. Watch some videos on how these people do training. It's gonna, you'll, it'll be a wake-up call. These guys running, jumping, ducking, you know, getting down on the ground, firing rifles at various ranges. I mean, I'm not saying everybody has to be a, you know, a John Wick on their first time out, but get some training that puts you in a situation outside the normal range. So much fun. And as things progress, depending on how they progress or regress or regress, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we said it, I just said it on uh, Victor's show. Plan, plan. Put your mind into it. You can even meditate on it and think about, okay, this is what I will do if. Right. If if somebody comes to my door that I don't know and keeps ringing the bell, or I don't have a camera on the door, which that's another good thing to have. But plan on how you're going to address it. You don't just run downstairs and say, oh, my doorbell has rung. You know, we're talking. Well, not in this day and age, yeah. Nine or ten o'clock at night or later. We had an incident not too long ago in my neighborhood where somebody was ringing doorbells at 1230 at night uh, in the morning. And, you know, and again. (laughs) Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared that, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You don't just swing open the door and say, hi, come on in. Well, you might if might. you have a shotgun pointed at their head. Well, and and you know, you know, it's your yeah, it's your daughter, daughter coming home late or something. But. Most people in this day and age, if they if they're coming to your house, they're going to call first. Everybody, everybody probably has a cell phone or can get one, and you call somebody for you know if the doorbell rings now and you're not expecting anybody, unless you're getting a package or something. Most people are going to be shocked to hear a doorbell ring at any time of the day or night when they're not expecting somebody. Because it just doesn't happen anymore. People always call first or see if somebody's home or let them know they're coming. You just don't show up at people's houses today anymore. Used to be 
ring the doorbell, it's like, oh, I wonder who it is. Yeah. <laughs> now no, it's like, you should know. I don't want to know. But, you know, just everything, everything is planned. Plan, plan, think it through. What will I do if there's six or seven people on my yard? What will I do if? What will right. I do? And, of course, you can always call the police and see if they show up, but be prepared for those, I don't know, three, five, ten, thirty minutes it's going to take for them to get there. Will you be able to survive in that amount of time between the time you call and the time they arrive if there are hostels on your property or trying to get into your house? You know, I had that, uh, this was... <laughs> This was way before any of this. This was when I lived in Texas. And um, I heard someone breaking into my back door. And um, I called the police. And I kept hearing more and more aggression going on. In the, it was my back door into my kitchen. And there was a little utility room there that had my washer and dryer in it. And I heard them get the back door open, but it, then they hit the chain lock. Ah, so they actually got the door unlocked. Yeah, and uh, the cops still hadn't showed up. But I did. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, put a couple of rounds through the bottom of the door and got the guy in the leg, and he took off running down. We had alleys back then. Ah, okay. And he took off dripping blood down the alley, and the cop finally showed up. But it it was a good... I called him twice, in fact. Yeah, you had time. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and time goes so slow when you're waiting on somebody to help to yeah. be your backup. Yeah, so you're you're on your own for a while. And I think with the way people are treating police and the way police are treating their calls now or the way they're responding to calls, you have to be better prepared than you ever have been before. And, and if you call, tell them you're armed. Oh, yes, by all means. And if the police arrive while you're there, lay the gun down, put your hands up so they can see them. They need to know you're a good guy. You know, put the weapon away, put it in a holster, put your hands up, say, I'm the homeowner, I'm the property owner. Let them know who you are. Identify yourself because you don't want to get mixed up because when they get there, they can't tell. There's no uniforms being worn. They don't know who lives there and who doesn't. They don't know who the, what the perpetrator looks like or what he doesn't. Nope. So, you know, that's that's another thing. If you get in that situation and you have to use your weapon or the police arrive, even if you didn't have to use your weapon, put your weapon somewhere where they will not be threatened by it. This is all good things to learn, and there are plenty of tactical videos out there that will teach you the basics. You know, look for a place that's secure. Find a place where you uh, either have an exit or your wall. if you're walled in. Be able to see all entrances and exits, exits out of in and out of that space you're in. So make sure you can defend it. You don't want to have a door in front of you and a door behind you trying to defend a room because you don't know where somebody's going to come from. That's right. And That's- tomorrow on um, Agent in Charge, Sandy Bostick is going to talk about if you're pulled over by the police, what do you do? Hands and- on the steering wheel, fingers out. <laughs> and uh, and you do have rights, and you need to know your constitutional rights if you're pulled over. And right. the do's and the don'ts, just like... Roger said, you know, what do you do? Well, you certainly don't make any quick moves. No. And And what I used to do is pull my wallet out of my pocket, put it on the dash, put my hands on the steering wheel, all fingers and thumbs in the air. So he walks up. He sees my hands. I point to the wall and say, my ID is in there. You reach for it slowly. And then you show him what he wants to see. And more than likely, if it was just a traffic ticket, you may get a ticket. Big deal. You're not going to get shot in your car if you behave yourself. (laughs) 
And, <laughs> and while you're putting your hands up, Roger, you say, and by the way, I'm a magician. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch a flower come out of my hand. Yeah, no sudden movements. Don't surprise a police officer. They don't want to be surprised. They just want everything to go uh, you know, smoothly. About the time they get to your back bumper, they lose their sense of humor. Oh, yeah, probably. Now, if they come up and see your hands on the steering wheel or hands on the side of the door, then they're going to feel a lot more relieved because they're going to know that you are not you are trying to not pose a threat in any way. And that just makes them feel more at ease. They're going to be more at ease with you. The whole procedure will go through much more easily. So keep that in mind. Not a friend. He'd get his license out, have it between his fingers, have his hands on the edge of the door with his license sticking out. It's like, yeah, that, you know. Not bad if you have that much time. <laughs> and if you happen to be carrying and you've got one in your belt buckle or in your belt, you might want to have your uh, carry license out, too. Well, yeah. I mean, if they ask. It depends on what you're being pulled up for. If they ask you, you can always tell them. Get If they get you out of the car, keep your hands away from it. Let them remove it or remove it with their permission i mean always move very slowly because they don't you know they don't want to get shot and you don't want to get shot either so be oh, respectful I, it hurts what's that it hurts yeah it does <laughs> nobody wants to get shot so with that being said i want to take this opportunity one more time we have some of the greatest shows going obviously this one with roger with mr <laughs> b and uh, uh then we had in victor's show uh, that preceded uh, the uh, locked and loaded, but we have Doctor's Lounge coming up on Thursday morning. This is what they're talking about. This is what doctors are talking about. And what we've been talking about uh, is basically the communist takeover of the United States. And it's everywhere. It's not just uh, the marchers that are throwing bricks through windows or or BLM, or whatever. It's every place. And it's very true in Congress and in the medical system. So you really need to tune in to the Doctor's Lounge at 8 o'clock on Thursday mornings. And they, like I said, the doctors talk about what's happening in medicine and how socialism and socialized medicine just does not work. That's why Canadians come south to use our system. It's why it hadn't worked in uh, England. It's why it hadn't worked any place. We don't want socialized medicine. One, one shoe doesn't fit all by any stretch. We also have a show on land surveying that's the only show like that in the country. And it's doing very, very well, and we're very proud of it. We've got other new shows coming on. We've got uh, more veteran and more military shows coming on. And like I mentioned, uh, Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, please tune in to my show, David's Pick. And uh, it's brought to you by the Georgia Veterans Military Hall of Fame. And um, we appreciate Rick White, who works with us very closely. And tell your friends that are coming to Atlanta about all the places that they can go. The J.C. Healing Wall, which is the 50% replica of, and it went all, toured all over the country, of the Vietnam Wall in D.C. We have the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame downtown. And then we have... Peachtree Corners has its own memorial to uh, Vietnam. So this is the place to come and 
get educated. By the way, Roger, I mentioned earlier that um, as far as the terror is concerned, what I would like to see done are those or the vandals or whatever you want to call them. Right. The quote-unquote protesters. Yeah, protesters. Um, And they are. Many of them are pro professional they don't do <laughs> agitators yes but uh clear clean out buses take all the seats out and then arrest all these jerks put them in the buses and take them to the local recruiting office for the marines and army now beyond that i Most had them one are going to get refused or not going to they're not going to do it in the army doesn't want idiots like that well that's true but some of them but have a plan a secondary plan if you don't go with this and you're getting something a lot worse right right but, give them but give an alternative the, the other thing is a lot of these jerks that we've seen on camera and everything they have no clue why they're tearing down this monument or taking this guy's statue down or whatever and you know i i got to thinking about that when i was in the in the army they every now and then there would be just a little dribble of history thrown in and what I'm thinking is that if if you make these jerks join the Army or join the Marines, while they're in basic training, you give them some history. You got their attention. You might as well hold them to the fire and teach them something as well. They obviously didn't learn it in school, so learn it in the Army. Anyway, let's get back to Roger. He's got... Bigger and better things to smoke. I mean, talk about. We got some stuff. Like I say, I don't know how many of you have been watching the news, but there was a couple in St. Louis, St. Louis, I don't know what you, how you pronounce it, but they apparently were defending their property by pointing weapons at approximately 500 protesters walking by. And the protesters claimed they were just walking by. They weren't doing anything. However, what the news will not tell you, what the lamestream media will not point out, they broke through a gate, entered private property, were walking down a private road to go where they were going. So these people had every right to defend their private property. And now, of course, there's calls to bring them up on charges for pointing the weapons. No shots were fired. The guy was just standing there. I believe it had an AR-15, and his wife or partner, I think it was his wife, had a pistol, a handgun. And they were pointing it at the protesters, telling them, don't even think about coming in here and causing any damage. Don't break anything else. You're already trespassing. You're already on private property. You need to go. You need to leave. But, of course, these protesters don't care about private property rights because they want to destroy everybody who has anything that they don't, and they want to take everything from people and keep it for themselves. This is not just about rights. This is about money. These people want their college education paid for. They want police defunded. They want everything they need they want paid for by the government. So, you know, it's just it's socialism. That's what they're pushing for. But anyway, this couple now, they're they're calling for an arrest of them because they pointed their weapons at these people who were on private property. Now, this to me is ridiculous. These people had broken the law. They were trespassing. They broke a gate to get into this area. And now the homeowners who defended themselves, there's calls to bring them up on charges. And I don't know. They, They entered a private community. Okay, so they were trespassing. Therefore, in my eyes, they should have a gun pointed at them and told them they need to leave. Nobody shot anybody. They just, the threat was there. If you cause any more damage here, I am going to defend my property, defend my house, defend my family. And these people wanted, they were heading um, 
to the mayor's mansion or mayor's house to deliver a petition to get her to resign. They wanted her to resign and defund the police at the same time. Now the mayor, of course, had released the names and addresses of all the residents who suggested defunding the police departments. <laughs> so, so she was playing her end, too. I thought that was brilliant. <clears throat> you want the police defunded? We're going to let people know who you are. Because you're not going to call the police. Police won't come defend you because now you're on a list. I hope the police all get a copy of that list. So when they get a call, we go, oh, no, that guy wants us defended, defunded. We're not going to defend him. You defund, we don't defend. <laughs> it's that simple. You don't want the money there? Great. But it was, it's crazy because this was not a political stunt by any means. In fact, what is that? Well, I'm trying to find their names real quick. Mark and Patricia McCloskey. They were protecting their property. And from what I've seen, the information they've been able to find in them, they claim to support the BLM movement. They are registered Democrats, and these people are trespassing on their property, wanting to the the mayor to resign, or the governor to resign. And it's just, it's crazy. I mean, here these people support them, support their cause, and they want to invade their private property. They want to threaten them. And then when these people stand up to these morons, these idiots then they want to get them in trouble. So be aware. If you have to use a weapon to defend yourself, there is there's a high likely possi- high highly likely possibility that you will be involved in some sort of legal situation, especially in a more liberal city. And I hate to bring up politics, but the liberal cities tend to favor criminals rights over individual and citizen rights. It's it's sad, but citizens should be given more leeway on their own property with their own family in their own homes. But a lot of states do not recognize this. Some states do not even have a castle doctrine where if someone comes into your house and you have a way out, you're supposed to flee rather than confront a criminal breaks into your house. And, of course, you know, then you have to put yourself in that situation. How far do I let them go? Can I get out in time? Can I get my family out in time? Do I let them threaten me before I have to shoot back? Am I allowed to shoot back? You know, a lot of these cities are not going to stand with you or stand behind you if you get into trouble with criminals. They stand for the criminals' rights and not for yours. Now, if 500 people came marching through a gate that was protecting my house onto my property, I think I would be forced to defend myself and my property from these idiots. But I'm looking forward to see how this is going to pan out with the, with the McCloskeys here because there's there's a video of them coming outside, pointing guns, yelling at these guys to get off their property and this and that. And it's true. It was private property. They were trespassing. They felt threatened because they broke they, – they had to break a gate to get in. So they were breaking and entering and trespassing. So you have to figure out where's the line going to be drawn. Will the police come to your defense if you need to? I don't know. It's hard to say. And now we're going to go to Seattle where the Chaz, the CHOP, the Autonomous Zone, the Occupied Protest, or whatever you want to call it, the morons that are taking over six square blocks of Seattle. The mayor is very upset that the CHOP's summer of love has landed at her house. Apparently, she's been very tolerant of the Capitol Hill organized protest or Autonomous Zone, 
and they've been squatting on land it doesn't own, violating constitutional rights of the 30,000 Americans who live on that land. They've taken over an area where approximately 30,000 people are ready out first responders to get there easily. They are basically taking away the rights of the other people who live there, putting themselves in charge, making them the authorities there. And this is the same mayor who called the, called for the summer of love or called it a big love in, a love fest, a, a Woodstock, if you will. Now, however, they said <clears throat> these people are coming to her house. They took its protest straight to the mayor's house. Now, of course, she's having, she's angry at the protest. Now she wants things stopped. She didn't care when other people's houses were being invaded, being taken over by these idiots. But now that her family are in a pro, are in a situation where they're being threatened, now all of a sudden it's serious. Nobody else was of any concern to her until she became the target of these quote unquote protesters that took over six square blocks of city in the middle of the city she was supposed to be mayor of. These people elected her to defend them, to take care of them, to provide services that that office is supposed to provide, and she failed on every level. Again, meaning you have to defend yourself. Be prepared to, because I think if this doesn't get settled swiftly, it's going to spread. These people are going to realize they're going to become emboldened. They're going to try other places. Like they keep saying, they're coming out to the suburbs. They're coming out to the country. They're going to move their protest outside of the major city hubs. And there's that possibility they may try that. But I have a feeling if they know it's good for them, they will not threaten people who are capable of taking care of themselves. Be one of those people. Find somebody who knows what they're doing or go to a range, get some training, learn how to use your weapon. And even if you already know how to use a weapon, you can always learn more. There are people out there who will teach you more than you ever thought you could know. There are people who have been training for years, and they take a class and they learn something new every time if you go in with an open mind. But learn how to use the weapon. It's just a tool. It's like buying a treadmill or an elliptical. Parking in the living room is not going to have any results. Just hanging clothes on it is not going to do any good. You have to use it. Just like with a weapon, learn how to use it. And it doesn't matter what kind you want to get. You want to get a rifle, a shotgun, a pistol. They're all very good choices, but learn how to use them. I would probably recommend a first line of defense being a pistol because it's easiest to use. It's very specific in its target. It's not broad-based like a shotgun, and it's easy for anybody in the house to use if they're probably over the age of 14. Not that you want kids shooting intruders, but if it comes to that, you might need some backup. What if you do get wounded by a an angry mob coming to your house of five or six people? Your kids need to know how to take take up arms and defend you also. You don't want to leave them defenseless, and if they're over a certain age, I think they need to be taught. This is the kind of thing, this is the kind of thing you should hand down to your kids. Hand them a legacy. Teach them how to defend themselves. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you can't put guns in the hands of kids. You can if you teach them properly. And I'm not saying to give them the guns, but teach them how to use them if an emergency arises. All right, we're going to come to a quick break and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B. and this is Hello, Locked I'm and Dr. Loaded. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs> hey, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and every other gender out there. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And we're back. I've got a sad story to report. Remington is preparing to file for bankruptcy. Now, Remington has been around. Now, they've become, this is actually an outdoor group. They own several brands, one of them being Remington. I believe Smith & Wesson is under the same the same thing, America Outdoor Group or something like that. They filed for bankruptcy back in 2018. Do they own I don't know. Um, they have several different – you'd have to look and see. They have several different brands under their name, though. But they're preparing fi- – filing for bankruptcy again because they've had – they're trying to reorganize. It wasn't going well. And it seems hard to believe that a company that's been around as long as they have, and especially during the times that we've had where people are buying guns in record numbers, it seems hard to believe – that a gun company would have trouble staying in business. But unfortunately, this came about because there were attempts to sue Remington after the Newtown, the Sandy Hook shooting. And even though they have federal protection, a judge allowed some of these suits to go through, and they spent millions of dollars defending themselves. And a a Connecticut judge said the families can sue Remington for the way it marketed the Bushmaster. It's, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's illegal to sue a gun manufacturer unless, of course, the gun is faulty in some way, misperforms, or doesn't perform properly, or has some sort of safety issue. Then you can sue a weapons manufacturer just like you can any manufacturer. But if they open this up, this is going to be difficult to swallow because everybody is going to be responsible for anything anybody can do with your products. Imagine suing car companies every time somebody gets in an accident where somebody hits a pedestrian. 
you're going to be able to sue the car company because they provided the quote-unquote weapon to this person who ran somebody over, who ran through a market, who decided to use it as an assault weapon. So it's just it's sad that it's come to this, and this judge having no respect for federal law. Why a judge should even be in office if he doesn't know the federal law, to me, is ridiculous. So apparently they're, they're the, high, the bidder who's most interested in purchasing this sporting group is the Navajo Nation. So the Indian Nation is preparing to make an offer to purchase the Remington Group. Now we'll see. They have. They said the the offers between four seventy five and five hundred twenty five million. Now this company's Remington has been around since eighteen sixteen. They currently make guns in New York and Alabama. Now I don't know why they're still in New York, other than the fact maybe it's a little nostalgic for them because that's where they started and they've been there the longest. But. They're also, they say, if the Navajo Nation gains control of Remington, they will stop producing AR-15 style rifles to the public and limit them only to law enforcement. That would limit their liability and maybe protect them a little better against possible lawsuits. Now that lawsuits are coming out against these gun companies, now even though nobody won a lawsuit against them, they still, still spent millions of dollars defending themselves. They never should have had to do that federal judge should not allow them to violate federal law in order to allow these suits to take place. He should have, They should have been thrown out one after another as soon as they came in. But it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to proceed. Because, okay, the Navajo Nation expect interest in buying Remington to research and develop smart guns, which are equipped with, with technology that prevents anyone but the gun's owner from using it. I say if they're going to have smart guns, let's start with police weapons. Let's start with Secret Service weapons. Let's start with Capitol Police. Let's let the police who defend our politicians, let them get smart guns first, see if they work. As for the rest of us, I don't think you should get any technology that's not been proven for many years. And having something like that can actually get you in more trouble than not having it, especially if you run into a situation where you're moving and shooting, you have to pick up somebody else's weapon to defend yourself, or you have family members who need to learn how to use a weapon. Does the smart gun have multiple users? It depends. Some of them do. Some of them have a little ring you have to wear. And if you're not wearing that ring, you can't fire it. Other ones read fingerprints, and you may be able to have multiple sets of fingerprints in there. I don't know. But you grip the gun wrong, it doesn't get a good reading, you can't use it. You're stuck. So we'll see. I mean, this is the whole smart gun idea. It sounds good in theory, but as of yet, the technology is just not there to perfect it. I mean, if you've got, if you've got a phone with a fingerprint device, you know it doesn't work every time. Could you imagine <clears throat> pulling your weapon, expecting to use it, and the fingerprint system is not working properly, and you can't get your weapon to function? You put yourself at a huge risk of being shot because, ideally, someone will have threatened you with bodily with bodily harm already or deadly force and if you can't respond in kind you're going to be you're going to be six feet under and i've always told people i'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six (laughs) so we'll see if this goes through or not i don't know remington's they've been having trouble for a long time most of the claims that i've heard have been that management is just not doing what they need to do uh, here they're saying that the Sandy Hook shooting in Newtown, Connecticut is the biggest reason for this, that they drain them of all their potential cash. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully Remington will still be around. They own a lot of good sporting arm companies, and I hope they don't drag them all down together and keep them out there. I mean, Smith and I believe Smith & Wesson is one of the ones that are in that group also because I know their stock had uh, stopped trading a few weeks ago. 
Okay, on to something better. Winchester bringing out a new twenty-two. Now, most of you are going, great, another twenty-two rifle, just what the world needs. Well, think about it. Winchester needs to compete. Probably, I would say, probably the number one twenty-two rifle in the world right now is the Ruger 10-22. It is probably by far the most successful, most reasonably priced, easily accessorizable and customizable twenty-two on the market. And Winchester decided they want a little piece of this action. So they figured out they're going to have to build something that's going to be exceptional. So now they're bringing out new ammo along with the gun. Now the, the gun is called the Wildcat 22, and they're bringing out Wildcat Super Speed Ammo. These are copper-plated hollow points that can reach a muzzle velocity of 1,300 feet per second, which to me, uh, the high-velocity 22s reach around 1,200 now, so it's going to be a little boost. But they say the new rounds use a certain very clean-burning powder. Which in a 22 is very important because if you shoot a lot of 22, you know dirty powder will clog up your action and make it stop functioning before almost anything else. And if this really is a cleaner burning powder and can allow you to shoot more with less cleaning, I'm all for it. Now you gotta realize the market Winchester's going after with this is saturated. There are so many 22s out there. But they wanted to bring something new. Oh, it's got a black polymer stock, no unnecessary weight. The whole weapon, I believe, weighs just around four pounds, so it's very lightweight, and it's modular. There are pieces that the, the, the action can be removed completely as a whole unit, which means I would imagine they're going to come out with trigger replacements and you know smoother actions, things like that, to make it function better, to make it customizable, because that's where the money is. You want to be able to have a weapon people can build into their own to customize it, to change it. If you have a 1022, chances are you've done something to it. Whether it's a trigger, whether it's a stock, whether it's a scope and mount, whether it's extended magazine, you've done something to it. All gas operated? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are probably just blowback. Hmm. Gas operated is kind of expensive, especially when this gun, I think, is listing at like $250 is MSRP, which means street price will probably be around 200 bucks. So they're, they're going after that Ruger 1022 market. The only thing I saw on it that for me was a little odd is that it's a very short weapon. The whole length is 36 and a quarter inches with a pull of just 13 inches. So it looks like it's more fit for smaller first-time shooters, younger people, and you're going to have to fix it if you're going to want it. If you're a full-size person, and you're going to want to shoot this gun. Hopefully, what about the mag capacity? Well, they're using a 10-round magazine, 10 plus one. Through the Wildcats Rotary Magazine, however, this is the neat part, recognizing the popularity of the Ruger 1022, they made their rifles compatible with 1022 magazines. So there you go. I mean, you know, because like I say, 1022 is probably the most popular 22 semi-auto in the world. And to not allow it to use certain parts from the 1022 would probably be a major problem. It's like in pistols uh, and uh or pistol caliber carbines. A lot of pistol caliber carbines use Glock magazines because they are some of the most popular magazines in the world. Because, I mean, law enforcement, 65% of law enforcement is using Glock. Glocks have been around in the same configuration since the 80s. And a Glock, I think a second generation Glock magazine will fit all the way up to a fifth generation. And the fifth generation will fit all the way back to a second generation. So they have the, the compatibility. And the 1022 mag has been around... I'm going to guess for probably close, a little over 50 years even. I think it was first came out in um, 49 or 50, something like that. And the magazine came out at the same time. So a lot of the parts are going to be compatible. 
The 1022 has been around for a long time with very little as far as improvements or major changes. So the uh, the customizability is going to be the thing. If the aftermarket will adopt this and start bringing out things, accessories for it or upgrades for it, it's really going to be – it could actually be a big deal for them. I hope it comes down to that because Winchester could probably use a win now. Because, I mean, it's it's tough being competitive out there, and Ruger has just been killing it. They've been coming out with gun after gun after gun that has just been taking the market by storm. They brought out their 9mm pistol caliber carbine last year. This year they brought out the Charger version, which has a short barrel and can be run with a pistol brace. So it makes it into like a semi-automatic submachine gun style weapon. Short barrel, easy to handle, great for home defense. Because rifles are generally, well, this is a pistol. The Charger is a pistol, but it can be equipped with a pistol brace, which makes it much more stable. Makes it comparable to a rifle in stability and being able to aim and, and fire around. So we'll see. But the twenty two is going to be out soon. I don't know if it's out yet. I haven't seen one anywhere yet. But uh, it's going to be an interesting to see if people like it. I mean, with this, it's probably going to be hit or miss. Hopefully, the price point is going to drive people to maybe try it over a 1022. And the Winchester name carries a lot of weight. So people may decide, you know, it's a Winchester. It's probably built well. They do build good weapons. And they make their own ammo. But the fact that they're making it compatible with 1022 mags tells me they're in this for the long haul. They want this to be a gun that they're going to keep similar for a long time, that this is going to be the one that they're going to want to be their 22 rifle for a while. So as soon as I get my hands on one, I can let you know what we got. But I'm, I'm looking at, at the specs on this thing, and it's looking good. Okay, well, if you see one, have a comment. You can let me know. If you have questions or comments for me, by all means, especially criticism, tell me what I said wrong. Tell me what I did wrong. All right. This is America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and you've been listening to Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.